0: Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 93 of Starting the Conversation and welcome to the first installment of a mini series that's happening here on the podcast this week called Seven Days of Q&A. Now, what is Seven Days of q and I hear you ask, well, I'm glad you ask because it all ties in with something very exciting that's happening this time next week. A week today on Monday, the 17th of February, this very podcast, Starting the Conversation, is turning two. I know, I can't quite believe that I've now spent two years of my life sat in cupboards, recording things into a microphone and putting it out onto the internet. But that definitely feels like something to celebrate. And the biggest thing that I want to celebrate within that is you, the listeners. This podcast would not be what it is today without every single one of you. So to thank you for your support and count us down to that celebration, I'm releasing an episode every single day this week. I know, I feel like that's kind of a celebration within itself. The fact that Emily and I are somehow 7xing the output for this podcast. But hey, it's so, so worth it because let me tell you, the episodes that are coming up this week are flipping good. They're shorter than the usual conversations, but they're all focused around a specific question. Hence the name, Seven Days of Q&A. I've sat down this week with people that I work with, people that I admire, people that are friends, to ask them one question that I would really love to know about their experience or their expertise. It was so much fun to basically just have complete free reign to get my curiosity on and ask people what I really wanted to know. So I so hope that you enjoy listening in on these conversations and on these questions as much as I did recording them and asking them. This first instalment of 7 days of Q&A is with someone that you would have heard on this podcast before, Sapphire, who I'm sure I do not have to introduce as the founder of The Coven. I was really interested when I sat down with Sapphire to understand more about the decision-making that goes into her business. I had the privilege of coaching Sapphire last year and through that process, I really got to know the way that she not only comes up with ideas, but also works through them to figure out if they're gonna be the right fit and as someone who has all of the ideas and sometimes gets paralyzed by the amount of things that i could do i was really interested to ask her about what that process looks like for her and how ultimately within the coven and within her work she knows what the right next step is despite there being so many different next steps that she could take it was a really interesting one to record we were interrupted just towards the end by a bit of delivery but hey Who doesn't love delivery mid-podcast recording? If that is not a combination of all the good things in the world, I don't know what is. So I'm gonna stop rambling and let you listen in on me asking and Sapphire answering. This is instalment number one of seven days of Q&A. Let's do this. Sapphire, before we get into my question for you, can you do the horrendous job, which no one enjoys doing, of giving us a quick introduction? Who are you, what do you do? Give it. Where are you from? Um, It's like filling in a dating profile, isn't it? like like blind date.
1: (laughs) I'm Sapphire. I run a worldwide online membership platform called The Coven. It's a platform for self-identifying female founders and freelancers. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, we provide a space. It's an amazing space. Thank you. It's a great thing. Thank you so much. And the question that I want to ask you, and I want to ask you this question because we coach together about... year ago and in that process I got to know you and your business I'd hoped to think quite well and definitely got to know the fact that within your business there are a lot of things that you think of a lot of ideas that you have a lot of things that you could do and I'm really interested to hear more about the process that you go on from all of the things that you could do from the things that you do actually then end up doing. Because something that I noticed myself coming up against my business at the moment particularly is that there's like a plethora of things that you can do. You know, you can go in so many different directions, you can launch loads of different things, you can invest in different things, you can take different next steps. How, in your experience, growing something like The Coven, which I think has such a capacity to manifest in a lot of different ways, have you kind of gone through that journey of knowing where do you take it next? What is the right next step?
1: Okay, I really love this question for stars because I've never been asked this, and there's nothing better than going on a podcast and being surprised.
0: Thank you very much.
1: It's a big question though, isn't it? It's a big one that I'm I imagine we all struggle with. Like, what the hell do I do next? Like, do I do this? I would love to say that I have a set in stone practice for this and that I'm like I follow this procedure and Mm -hmm. if we answer these set of questions we'll know what we're going to do but in reality it's a lot messier than that
0: yeah
1: I've always known since we launched well not always known um I've always wanted to keep what we do keep the possibilities for what we could do very open so I think it's really important in business for your business to be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what the future holds. Like I run a membership platform. Two years time, memberships could be dead. You know, something might happen where, I don't know, people are suddenly really against memberships and they're like, I'm sick of all these subscriptions and I'm out. And we'd, you know, if we would, if I set myself up solely as a membership with no option of ever spreading out from that, I'd be fucked am i allowed to swear on this yeah you
0: can do what you like yeah you'd be building a very short term and slightly insecure business model
1: there would be no lifespan for the business and i think no matter what business you're in even if you think you're in a really secure market like i don't know food i'm sure all the people that run like meat companies are you know were feeling really safe and now i think looking at the stats for the number of people going vegan, there might be a few people owning these meat companies thinking, mm-hmm. oh, ooh, that doesn't look good, you know? Maybe we need yeah. to do a vegan option. So, the, yeah, really making sure that I was keeping that broad. Now, I test many ideas and I let them go. You will often see me say, yes, we're doing this really cool thing. I can't wait till it happens. And then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got very good at putting an idea out there seeing if it floats and if it works and when I say if it works I mean is it profitable could it be profitable does this work in terms of our time and and what I'm able to do mm-hmm. do people like it do they want to buy it or engage with it and if the answer is no to any of those questions then I'm like okay what's next and I let things go I don't hold on to anything you know yeah. I'm not like If the podcast didn't work, I'd be like, okay, we did a podcast, it didn't work, what's next? I'd be happy to let that go. I'm not too emotionally attached to any of my ideas. You'll know from working with me Mm. because I have so many and I'm always equally excited about each one. I'm like, okay, this one's it, Alice. Like, this this is gonna be really good. Yeah. So I think in terms of advice for other people, you just really need to think these ideas through. It's like taking calculated risks. Mm. So... What I would suggest doing, which is a little boring, but unfortunately, I'm business-minded. Most of what I do is boring. Uh Write down all of those ideas, and then you need to focus on... You know what I'm gonna say. You need to focus on the bigger picture. So you've got these ideas here, and then on another sheet of paper, you're gonna have the big picture, and you need to write down exactly what the big picture looks for you. Now, I'm sure you you probably have a good idea of what your big picture looks like because Mm -hmm. you always spend time on it, but lots of people listening might not have a really clear idea. So I know exactly how I currently would like the business to look in the next two years, five years, Ten years, or how, and I know also like how I want my life to look. So I know what money I'd like to be making from the business. I know how much time I want to be spending on the business. And there's there's lots of possibilities here. But the ultimate thing is that these ideas need to be moving you in that direction. Yeah. Uh, say you're trying to really grow the business, so you want to get to seven figures. These ideas need to be helping you to do that. Mm-hmm. So they might either need to be mark getting you working as a really good marketing tool, so getting you in front of like a load more people. Or they need to be a very, very profitable idea. One that's not going to cost you a whole ton investing to start start it. So that you can get closer to those seven figures. You can get your turnover up, your profit up. Mm -hmm. And you can move towards that goal. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I go with the ideas that feel most right to me. Like, I have to be excited about an idea. If I don't like the idea, I'm not going to put the effort in. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not working evenings and weekends for something I don't want to do. Because can't be asked.
0: I feel like that's almost the first measure, right? Like as much as for both of us, I'm sure the process of kind of initial, even just, you know, inkling of an idea to it being launched, probably the first thing that we really subconsciously go through is actually, do I feel excited by it? And I feel like if you're not excited by it, it's very obvious because you don't really care to push it through any of those other stages. Yeah, no, so right. And I often say
1: this to to clients and people that I work with, when they've had an idea that they've had for a really long time and it's just not happening. So they're like, oh yeah, but this happened. And then this came up. And then I was going to launch it last year, but I didn't. And then I was, you know, I was going to do it like six months ago. But oh, time. Yeah. And I think when that's happening, if there's not a glaringly obvious reason, as in, yeah, I just I haven't had the funds. You know, I'm saving money to start this business or I'm waiting for investment. Then the answer might just be you don't really want it. Yeah. Because sometimes we think we want stuff. And then in reality, when we realize the work it's going to take to have that it's not worth it you don't want
0: it enough Mm. and you almost get in your way subconsciously but kind of on purpose almost to make that decision for you yeah and it often feels like it's random little things like you gave examples of there that are the things stopping it but when you really dial it back or someone else is looking in it's like actually maybe you just don't really want it that much or you're just not that in love with it or excited by
1: it definitely so definitely work out if you're i go by what i'm excited by and then secondly i go by something the idea has to be profitable it has to be able to make money yeah um or if it's a marketing idea then i need to be able to prove to myself through research that that is going to be a good marketing idea and that that is actually going to get us in front of a wider audience the Mm. correct audience and we're going to be able to do that and normally cover off our costs obviously i do invest in things but I really think through any investment that has to be going towards the bigger picture and I have to be able to see how I'm going to make that money back how I'm going to get my return on investment and Mm. that's what's so key to me I am very hot on numbers I hate numbers but they're so important the numbers have to add up you know I'm going to pay someone uh, two grand a month to do something I need to be able to see how I'm going to get that two grand a month back Mm -hmm. and it might not be directly from what they do it might be that they're giving me knowledge and that i'm going to use that knowledge to make foreground but that has to be visible and obvious and if my idea doesn't have that it's going in the bin
0: okay so taking that you've Mm -hmm. gone through the stages there's you know you're excited by it maybe you've got a few ideas on the table at this point a few things that you could do you know that all of them are in some way building towards that big picture and could work surely you've been in a position i'd assume also recently knowing the things that you've got coming up where it's like you kind of just have to pick one and run with it like i'm sure with the coven you know you're so like you mentioned at the start you've established yourself as a quite a broad business there's a lot of directions you could take it in you know you you could have launched a podcast you could be doing events you could be doing retreats you could be doing masterminds you could be doing coaching you could be launching a newspaper which you are how when you're sat there thinking there's all these things i could do and i can see how every single one could be profitable and fit towards that big picture do you as the head of the business just pick which one you're going to run with
1: which makes the most sense i mean obviously we do a lot so like out of everything you've just listed we're doing a few i mean we don't do retreats but we do a lot of the other stuff on the list Mm -hmm. um we don't do retreats and we don't do courses but everything else you know we've got the podcast going on we've got coaching going on all this Mm -hmm. random stuff
0: a lot of those that you've you've never launched those all at once though, is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, it's,
1: so in terms of, This has been yeah a very gradual thing, and lots of these ideas ideas I've had forever. Normally, it depends on if that product or that service is already out there. So it's really important to me that as a platform we are unique, and that I you know I think it's just the Aquarius in me to be honest to get a bit woo. But I really like to do new things and be like, oh, I'm in uncharted territory. Like this is a brand new thing for a platform. So that quite often leads, and I choose you know an idea that I think actually this we're bringing something really different to the table with this. Mm. Um, But ultimately. It's it's a culmination of many things, you know. Okay, which one of these is going to take the most time and how much time do I have right now? Um, Which of these is going to cost the most? Which is going to bring back the most results? Which fits with whatever else we've got going on?
0: Yeah, which have you got the team for right now?
1: Yeah, and it's basically just... There's normally an obvious one, you know. I've normally got lots of ideas, but in reality, a lot of them are going to be really difficult to make happen. Mm -hmm. And there's one that the timing is just right for. So, like, the newspaper... No one had done that yet. And I knew it was only a matter of time before someone else had the idea to do print and to do print that was aimed at female business owners and freelancers. So I was like, this is one that I need to do now and I need to do it this year because if I wait, it's going to be too late. And if someone else has done it, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm.
0: I guess it comes down to really knowing what your personal priorities are. Like for you, you know that one of your biggest priorities is that you're the first one to do it and that it feels unique. And for people listening, there'll be different kind of markers of almost green flags that they look for in ideas. Yeah. And to be fair, like when I say like, because it's, it sounds quite
1: egotistical, the sort of the way we've put it and the, the, I need to be the first to do it, but I need to be the first to do it from a business perspective. So from yeah. a, in terms of growing a brand, a brand needs to be unique and a brand needs to be doing things that other brands in its same industry aren't doing Mm -hmm. um you know if you ultimately want to get people's attention you're going to do that by doing something different so for us you know the way we're going to grow and scale is by continuing to do things that are different continuing to do things that people don't expect us to do and to do them really well Mm. so you know that's my driver behind doing something original doing something different is to grow the brand and to to keep the brand what it is
0: Mm. and i think there's so many people that would look at your business and what you have and what the coven is built to be and just think oh my gosh like how how does that happen you know you see all these things being launched and you just think flip those things must just happen but from working with you and knowing you I think you've got two key things that play such a big role in that and that's that one you give yourself total permission to run with every idea that you feel excited by and you don't feel embarrassed or like a failure when they stop and you run into brick walls like you talked about at the start and I think that's a huge thing it's just an ability to risk and try and just almost be playful with things and I think the second is that you have a really intrinsic gut instinct where I can just see the way that you talk about your business way you talk what ideas it almost is weird for you to try and explain your process because it's so internal and it's such a I know what the right next step is but when you pick it apart there's a lot of yeah this is to be fair this
1: is something we could go on about for hours because I think there's probably a lot that go I mean I won't obviously (laughs) won't send everyone to sleep but there's yeah there's so much within that Um, and it is just having owned now two businesses and scaled one of them it's or being in the process of scaling one of them it's something I almost do just do Mm. Um, and I just can spend half an hour looking at an idea and be like yeah that's not That's not going to work.
0: Yeah. And that comes through... Like, that's a muscle. That comes through running a business for a certain amount of time where you gain evidence and you figure it out. But you only grow that muscle by trying and doing. Like, you've not always had this gut instinct, but you've always had just a permission to try and to fail. And through that permission, you've grown the gut instinct because you've failed and you've succeeded. And through both of those, you've grown this muscle that now serves you. Yeah,
1: massively. And I'm never... I'm still not now. I, I mean failure is what it is I want to fail at stuff you know like I don't care and I really don't like it doesn't affect us as a brand to be like do you know what we wanted to do this and we couldn't um I do that regularly you know I've done that in both my businesses and every time I'm like just it is what it is I will tell my audience I will explain what's going on and be like yeah this didn't work for us you know and I'm sure it's going to work for somebody else and that's really important because not every you as good as my gut instinct is, I don't get everything right. Like I get it really wrong Mm. all the time and it just then will happen that I might follow that up by getting it really right. But you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to try the ideas and throw everything into them. You'll know from working with me, like if I'm going to do an idea, I'm going to see it through and that's going to be my sole focus for the next however long it's going to take to make it happen. Mm. And then I think that's something that sometimes happens is people try to do all the ideas at once. I'm very much, I'm doing this idea and then in two months' time, I'm doing that idea. And then I'll move on to my whatever that idea is. I don't try and multitask with my time. I am very much, mm. if we've got a launch coming up, I'm throwing myself into launch. With the paper, I'm waiting till we've done our launch. And then in sort of a week's time, I'm going to be fully onto the paper. And I'm going to throw myself into that. And then I'll be back onto launches, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite
1: strict with my attention.
0: Yeah, and I guess, in a way, this conversation probably is slightly more applicable to people who and i'm careful with my language here not to seem arrogant or like a dick but almost <laughs> i think this conversation is more relatable when you've got a business that feels somewhat successful because you're almost then in a place where you're like right i found success in this space what's the next step how do we go from here what do i add to this how do i extend this deep in this whatever else delivery <laughs> timing <laughs> let's eat okay back from the delivery interlude what would be kind of one thing you would encourage them to do off the back of listening to this to i guess take one of those to the next level or know which one to pursue okay so you've kind of in my head anyway
1: and it's going to be different for everybody people will give you different advice on this but to me if they all seem viable i would either be looking at a which one am i most excited about which one would i you know what's which one of those am i fired up to make happen because the more excited you are The more into the idea, the more you're going to push it, the more you'll make it work. Or number two, the other thing I would think about is, okay, they're all viable, but which is the most viable? So it's quite, you know, it's it's unlikely every single idea you have is going to have the same potential to make money. Like they're all going to make, I know, they're not all going to make a grand or whatever it is. Mm. And look
0: at profit, not revenue. Yeah.
1: So always your profit, not what you're turning over. What do they say? Turnover is vanity. Profit is sanity. Makes sense. That's what they say, I believe. Um, there's no point flogging how good your turnover is. That drives me insane. We've got with yeah. we're this, with we're we turn over this, and I'm like, yeah, but what's your profit? Like, you could have like two pound in the bank profit. Mm. Anyway, I digress. Either which of those is the most profitable, so which one could take you the furthest if money is a driver for you, or which are you most excited about?
0: Nice. And take action.
1: Yeah, do it. Make Just it happen. Do it.
0: You, you. I mean, I'm hoping you can agree with this. You never know that an idea is gonna be great until you do it. You have a gut instinct, you have an element of evidence or planning, but ultimately until you start taking action in investing some energy, time, money, whatever it is into it, you're not going to know
1: no definitely not and you know it could turn out to be shit let's be honest many of my ideas have gone Uh, we could do an episode just on
0: shit ideas we've both had (laughs) like
1: like so many so yeah ultimately give it a go because it could turn out to be the best thing ever or it could not and if it's not it's fine go with one of your other ideas try again yeah who knows what's going to happen one of them will be amazing
0: exactly and i feel like your business is a great example of that Thank Maybe you. I'll whip out some recordings from our coaching calls yeah. to show people. Like this, this. They were Slightly shit ideas. They so weren't many. shit ideas. They were just, they just weren't for the business at that time. Yeah. Mm. We won't share them because they might be, you know, yeah, the I might bring them back. Long. Like, screw you, look what I've done. done. <laughs> I love that. Thanks for sharing your genius. Thanks for joining in with seven days of QA. Thanks for having me. Gonna go eat some delivery now. Some burger and fries. Let's make it happen. <laughs>